Well, good morning and welcome once again. We're starting a brand new season with a brand new year of the Anchor Baptist Podcast. And, of course, we're recording live here at Anchor Baptist Church in Lake City, Florida. And uh, we're happy to have all of you here in whichever way you're receiving us today. Just glad to be here and, and to be a part of your, your Sunday, your worship, and to be able to get into the Word of God and to hear His truth and watch it transform. Watch it transform and shape and change lives. That's what we're all about. And uh, this past year, especially the past six months, really the whole past year, we've been really uh, evaluating ourselves and and looking at our our ways that we can connect stronger with God, that we can have a better relationship with Him, that we can have through that better relationship with each other. And we're going to keep building on that. We're going to keep constantly working on ourselves and looking on ourselves and evaluating ourselves and looking what God wants from us and God requires from us and why He wants these things from us. But we're going to keep expanding on that. We're also going to look at how we can use what God gives us. How working, being in partnership with God is going to help us achieve all of our goals. And we're also going to look at our church. Look at our church life. What church represents. What we should be doing. And also how that we are should be helping each other. How we are should be conducting ourselves. Helping the lost. And how all these things fit together. So we got a, a brand new year and a brand new opportunity. And, and uh, here we're going to look at, we're going to take things a different way. We're not going to go with the fold. And uh, I listened to a, a bunch of different teachings and preachings and, and so forth because I want to learn. I want to learn more for myself. I want to see how others do it so I can hone my skills. I want to be a better preacher and a teacher, and I want to be able to have a better relationship with my God. So I'm trying to absorb all that I can. I see that there's some stuff that works really good, and there are some really good teachers, and there are things that you can go and follow and learn from, and they're providing a good example. And on the flip side, there are some really bad ones. And we're going to look at some of that today. We're going to look at what we should be looking at, what we should be filtering through. And then there's a lot of in-between, going through the motions and, and just providing something but not providing something great. When it comes to God, we need the very best. We need the very best source, the very best material. We need God's truth. Not entertainment, not some watered-down version of it, not one-size-fits-all feelings, but one-size-fits-all souls. And we're going to be looking how these things apply to our lives today. So many times we get bogged down in the fact that Jesus was here so many years ago, and we don't realize that everything is still just as valid today. And we need examples of how we take these principles that Jesus has taught us, that God puts in his word, and use them in today's world, that everything still works.
We need to look at not only do or not do, but also why. And one thing that we need to do is, is understand why do we do the things that we do? It's a brand new year. And you can tell I'm a little bit excited about it because I'm talking a little fast. I'm getting trying to get a lot of stuff out. And uh, see, we're no different than anybody else. You know, we get this, this point of a new year. We're looking to make new changes, new beginnings. You know, whether it be for a, a personal change, if you want to lose weight, get healthier, get in better shape, or if you want to have different financial goals, if you're a pastor and you want to see a church grow and prosper, whatever the case is, you know, this is the time we start getting excited about it. And uh, we want to do these changes. And it's because that we have that, that calendar switch, that we have an opportunity to start fresh. It's a, it's a chance for a fresh cart. We go back to a new year. We're starting over. And we have that aspect of it. Also, we just came through the holidays. You know, the holiday season is a different time of year. We feel different. We do different. We're doing different things. It's kind of a a step back of our normal reality that we, we face. We, you know, we watch the different things on TV. We eat different foods and we do different things and we have our, our parties and we have our, our gift exchanges and we, we meet up with family that we haven't seen in the past year and we do all these, these fun things. And it's almost like a, a vacation that stretches over these two months because we're, we're changing our, our mindset. And you know, that's what a, a vacation really is. It's just a little getaway to break things up from the monogamy of normal life. And we're, we're, that, we're through that now. So we're ready to get back a little bit refreshed. We've had some time off from work. And we've had these different things. Kind of like a little reset. So we're ready to, to get back at it again. So we're looking at all these things that, that we can do. And that we want to do. And want to accomplish. And where we tend to, to fail is that we go into it the same way that we did the previous year. We have the same mindset, we make the same mistakes, and we're missing one key component, and that is God. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, strengthens you, strengthens us. But we... Do not seek and do not ask. And we get tied up in, in all the different things. You know, we've been talking about now for weeks how we keep messing up. It's not God, but we keep messing up and doing different things that's holding us back from seeking God's help and letting God bless us, letting God see us through. We want to do it ourselves. We just forget about him being there. We forget that he is there for all things. We only can be concerned about God when we get into the, the major panic of situations. But he's there for all of us in all seasons and all walks of life. All right, we're about seven and a half minutes in, so I think it's time to stop there and have a little word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for your many blessings. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive this word you have today for us, Father. Just take myself out of the way, Father, and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. All right. So, disclaimer here. There are going to be, more often than not, times you are going to be offended. 
There are going to be times that your feelings are going to get hurt. There are going to be some times when the Word of God says you need to change your behavior and you're not going to like that. Because change is hard. But you know what? All these things that we are making resolutions for, it all comes down to a change of behavior anyway. That's really what we're doing. We're breaking habits. We're changing habits. We're changing our lifestyle. We are making changes in our behavior to accomplish a certain goal. So look at that now. God wants us to make changes to our lives, but we have to make changes to our lives to order to accomplish what we want to accomplish. So see, by making change, we not only follow along with what God wants, we also get to do what we want. See there? God's got this worked out already. So just keep that in mind when I offend you in just a few minutes. God has a plan for us. Now, one of the first things that we need to do, and this is going to apply to every aspect of our life. It's going to apply greatly when it comes to church, when it comes to teaching others about God. It's going to apply in our personal life, with our personal, secular things we want to accomplish, is to come to some realizations. One of these realizations is, is that you are not an expert. Your opinion doesn't make it fact. Because you feel a certain way doesn't make it right. Because you have a little bit of knowledge of something doesn't make you an expert. And we can keep going on and on and on about this. So it's to shut up and get over yourself. We are all constantly in a state of learning. There's no one that has all the answers. Only God. And even when you seek Him, even when you pray and you ask and you study, sometimes you still can't get all the answers. Because God's not ready to show them to you yet. You're not ready to see them all yet. You haven't put all the building blocks together to be able to see them. The timing's just not right. God has his reasons. There's many reasons why that we go what we feel like left unread. That we ask and don't receive answers. And many times we just have to be patient and let them answers come to us when the timing is right. And sometimes we get it wrong. I have certain goals I like to keep in mind whenever I am 
preaching and teaching and speaking to others. I like to show you the certain things that we talked about. I like to show us our, our human condition. I like to show where it comes from the Word of God. Because I don't want you just taking my word for it. I want you to go check it out for yourself. I try to leave my personal opinion out of it. And if I'm giving you my personal opinion, I like to tell you that it is my opinion and not fact. Because for some people, that line gets very blurred. And at the end of the day, I'm still human. We always don't interpret things the same way. We may not always hear God the same way. And as I go through my ministry, there's times that I look back and reflect, and sometimes things shift and change. And no matter how many times we like to admit that we're wrong, I try to make forth that as an effort to always correct myself if there's a mistake. And I'm willing to listen to you. What does this have to say? And answer questions. And I'm willing to say, I don't know. And I'm willing to have to look into things. Because I want to be as accurate for God as possible. And I don't rely on just pulling out scriptures off my memory because my mind's getting pretty full. So I want to make sure I'm giving you the right information. So we go back and look. We have the information here to be able to do that, to be able to put the time in and go. We don't have to put on this false sense that we know everything because we don't. And we have the Word of God here that we can look back and make sure that we are are talking about the right thing, that we are quoting the right thing, that we are letting God's true message shine through. We don't have to be showy. You know, if you work with tools, work with your hands, you work with tools, the tools that you use a lot, they're not going to look very good. They're going to be beat up. There's going to be paint missing off of them. They're going to be chipped up. They're going to be splashed with paint. They're going to be rough looking. But it's their function is what counts. And when you pull that trigger, that drill turns. That when you pull down on the ranch, it doesn't slip. It's that function that we're after. It doesn't matter how they look. And we need to remember that when we are representing God. It's not our presentation that what counts. It's the, it's the content. It's the content. We'll make sure we have good, truthful content. We have people that's walking into the church for the first time. We have people that hasn't experienced what God can do, who he is. But they're, they're on, on the cusp of it because they want something. They're missing something. And they're looking for something. And they're trying to find a place to find it.
And then we have people that want to object their opinion. We hit that on some of that this the end of last year. About how we, we place our opinion on things. And it's not based on anything more than how we feel about something. Let's look at John 9. Chapter 9. And Jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And the disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he is born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made to manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day and night that cometh, and no man can work. As long as I am the world, I am the light of the world. And uh, so I want to talk about this for, for a moment because someone had said that our, our suffering comes from our personal sin. And this is an example that that couldn't be further from the truth. And that's an example of someone taking their false teachings that they heard or their opinion, their lack of knowledge, and wanting to feel accomplished. See, if you don't have something to contribute that's of truth, that's of goodwill, that's of importance, then shut up. We're not here to glorify ourselves. We're not here to glorify man. We're here to glorify God and to help others. So we, we hear someone that's giving out teachings like that. And we have people that are in suffering, whether they're suffering for ourselves from a, a disability, whether they have children that are suffering from a disability, and they're trying to, to heal and overcome and, and deal with these things. The last thing they need is doubt in their mind that is from their own doing. Yes, we are all sinners. And it makes you wonder about the mindset of a person that says these things. That would say, oh, your suffering is because of your sin. Because what that translates to me is, is that I do not have sin, therefore I am not suffering. The word tells us that we are all sinners. That we all must face death due to sin. We are born into a sinful world. Let's go and put some biblical logic on the situation. Biblical logic. New word I just coined. That is when we take God 
his message, his law, his word. And we use that to filter any given situation through. It's the, in a practical application, they have what they call in the spirit of the law. So they write a law and it's to accomplish a certain thing. So sometimes everything doesn't exactly fit word for word. So they have to look and see, did it work in the spirit of the law? Did they do or not do something that fit what the law was trying to accomplish? That's what biblical logic can be. Are we floating in the realm of what God wants? Are we off somewhere in left field? And biblical logic says that God wants us to operate in faith. All right, we've heard this before. And what is faith? That is believing in things that we can not see. There's no evidence. There's no proof. We have to rely on God, that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. We have to rely on his word. We have to simply believe that God is going to take care of whatever the situation is, simply because he is God, he says so, and we believe in him. That is faith. We come to Jesus. We accept Jesus by faith. We believe that he is the son of God, that he died for our sins, that he covers us in his blood. That we are forgiven and saved if we do so. That this allows us to access the kingdom of heaven. It secures us a place in heaven upon death that we have everlasting life. Faith. So, if every time we did something bad, then we have something bad happen to us. How long does it take before that becomes a pattern? We do something bad, something bad happens to us. Or we do something good, something good happens to us. We can be trained that way, folks. If your child acts up, Little bitty baby. When they act up, they start crawling around, walking around, getting the things they do. What do we do? We give them a swat on the butt. Uh-oh, I probably offended somebody right then. Yes, we, we do that. We call that discipline. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Another topic, another day. We, uh, anyway, we discipline the child. So the child realizes that if I do this thing, a negative consequence is going to happen. So... They stop doing that behavior. Same thing. If they do something good and you reward them, you give them a treat, they are going to continue to good, do that good behavior. We can do the same thing with a dog. I'm going to offend the animal people now too. If we swat the dog on the nose with a newspaper, he's not going to do that anymore. But yet if we give him a treat, he will repeat that behavior. God is not trying to train us like a puppy dog. God wants us to make choices based on faith. So if every time that we do something wrong, we sin, and then all of a sudden we're debilitated, 
That is not faith at all. That is coincidence. That is uh, an action and a reaction. There's no faith there. God's not going to operate that way. More God logic. God does not do bad things to his people. God is not the orchestrator of fear. God is not the orchestrator of hate. God is not the orchestrator of pain and suffering. He created heaven. He allowed us to have a way to go there. And what happens there? There is no more pain. There is no more suffering. These are things that are from sin. These are from sins of of things from being in a sinful world. God does not cause suffering. Now, God can use our suffering, and He does. And we are going to talk about that. I don't have time to get into all of that today, but we will revisit that and we will talk about suffering and talk about some of the reasons why we have to go through the things that we do. Because it's not always about us. And we're going to look at this. They asked, he said, Master, why? Who did it? Who did it? See, we always want to put a blame on something. We always want to put a blame on something. Oh, oh, I see. You're getting what you deserve. Yeah, you get what you deserve. It all comes around. But that's not the case. Who did it? Was it the parents? See, it was a strong belief during this time in the Jewish culture that you've heard the expression, the sins of the father, that generational curses can be passed down, that sin can be passed down from one to another. Or that a person would be struck down because of their sins. Because that is what they were teaching. See, they wasn't worried about what God was teaching. They wanted to teach their own way. And it's still very much done today. There's churches all over the place and they're standing up there for the front and they're saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And if they don't have any logic to put behind it, they'll make something up. And we see here, this is a prime example of that. Well, don't sin because if you sin, something bad is going to happen to you. The real response is, is don't sin because God doesn't want us to. But see, that don't have as much impact on it because many of us are not concerned about what God thinks. But when we talk about losing our eyesight or losing our ability to walk or, or all these different things, look at through generations how we try to control the behavior of our children. We don't try to teach them what is right and wrong. I remember coming up in school right before we had our, our, our prom and everything like that. They put out this big presentation out on the football field. They'd bring in these crash cars and they'd put on this big skit and they would show the dangers of, of drinking and driving. 
Not because we're supposed to be responsible, not because we're supposed to be God-fearing, but we're supposed to fear the consequences. And believe me, there are consequences to fear. If you want a consequence to fear, how about this one? How about not taking Jesus Christ and then have to stand up before God and Him saying, I know you not. There's a consequence to fear. How about standing up on that day of judgment and they roll out that list. I can't imagine. I mean, this is my opinion. So it's my opinion. But here's how I got it pictured in my mind. And uh, everybody's lined up the day of judgment and we have to answer for all of our sins. And they go and they pull it out. And each one's got their own individual scroll. And it rolls and it hits the ground and it keeps rolling and rolling and rolling because the list is so long. Now there's something to be concerned about when we have to answer for each and everything that we've done. You know, there's something to be concerned about. And there's going to be some people that's mighty surprised because they're going to be in there on the line and they're going to be all giddy because they're just going to be with their hands out expecting their reward. And when that scroll hits the ground, it starts rolling because they thought they were more mightier than everyone else. And they thought they were above everyone else. And they thought they were doing all these good things because it what felt good to them. It made them feel good. You know, that's your reward many times in life is how you feel right then. Because you're not doing God's work, you're benefiting yourselves. Talk about in the Word of God about how we have these prayers just for show, that we have used many words. And that's how we do a lot of times in life. We're, we're showing off. We're trying to show off our knowledge, show off how holy and how righteous we are. And all the while, we are hurting others. And that's what we do. We have a lot of people that think about how, how, are, how people are. And what does that do? That drives us away. We see someone with a disability and you have that kind of mindset. Well, they brought it upon themselves. They must be a sinner. And we don't want to associate with sinners because we're like the Pharisees that we talked about last week that was questioning why Jesus would eat with the sinners and, and the tax collectors. We're just like them because they are beneath us. So we don't, we don't seek out the people that truly need help because we think they're some kind of sinner. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. And we're talking about Paul's thorn. And uh, he had this situation. And he asked God multiple times. And God said, he said he wanted it taken away from him. He wanted it done. He wanted to handle took away. And God told him, he said, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. And my strength is made perfect in weakness. We see God healing 
we see God not healing, but using, but in both cases, using his situation for his glory, for his kingdom. And we see Paul that was all kinds of sinning. Then God stepped a hold of him. And then he used, this is a time when he's really in the midst of doing God's work. But yet he has this situation. So how can it be, be caused by sin? And again, we'll, we'll visit that again. The purpose of today's message is, is how we react. We all know people that no matter what the topic is, they're willing and they're more than able to chime in. They've been there, done that, and have something to say about it. But are we really helping anyone if we're just regurgitating something we might have read or seen on TV or seen on social media, or if we're just making stuff up as we go along. The damage that can be done by our words because we don't know, that we think that we know better, that we place ourselves on a pedestal, that we think that we are better but we don't know. We need to know when it's time to, to shut up. This person was talking about their, their suffering and their sin and being a correlation and caused great hurt. But lucky for us that God has left his word and you ain't going to take my word for it. And you certainly don't have to take their word for it because he tells us right here. That's not the case. These things suck away hope. And we need to have hope to get the faith. And once we get faith, then we can see accomplishments. We don't want to zap anyone's hope. Sometimes people's journey gets stopped before they ever get started because someone right off the bat wants to, to zap their hope. So many things are won or lost in the mind. There's going to be people that's going to set out to do all kinds of things this year. Lose weight, get in better health, get healed, get walking, start a business, grow a business, push their kids, have a kid, whatever the case may is. There's going to be people who want to do all kinds of things this year. And we're, we're motivated. We're seeing people that's getting tired of, of the status of the world. We're getting tired of... Of all the things that's coming out of Washington, we're getting tired of, of 
everything they're telling us to do and not to do. And we're seeing people making moves, going to places where there's more freedom and just standing up for their rights. And with that, I hope there's a standing up for God. Because that is the key in all of this. Well, for every person that's wanting to do something, there's going to be a, a naysayer. There's going to be someone that's going to stand up because they're jealous. Simply because they don't have the faith, they don't have the willpower, they don't have the ability, the want, the drive to be able to do something like that on their own. There's going to be people that's going to, to naysay because it makes them feel better about themselves. If they can put someone down, then they can rise up a little bit. There's going to be naysayers because they don't have God in their lives and they don't have that secret weapon in their corner that allows them to be carried through. And we're going to face opposition. So I tell you today, when things don't sound right, when things don't sound right, that's when we turn to God. One of the things I like to do is when I'm, I'm consuming messages, I like to define the parts that don't sound right. I like, to, I like to test myself, put myself to the test and see if I can catch it. And the, you know, the more that I do and the more that I study, the more that I'm able to and still every once in a while something gets by me. But I like to test myself and say, whoa, that don't sound right. And then we can go to the Word of God and we can look at it and we can prove it. I was like, whoa, wait a second here. And it might be something that's just a little bit of a misinterpretation, a little taken out of context, and sometimes it's just a downright lie. But you know, it gets by because we don't take the time to do that. We don't challenge ourselves. We don't stock up on the knowledge of God to be able to first of all pinpoint it because what do we do if it sounds good? We roll with it, but then we don't, we don't check it. We don't hear a scripture come out. We don't go back and check it. We don't read it ourselves. And even if we're, we're just loosely taking something from the, from the text, we can go back and we can read through ourselves and see what they're taking from. Are they picking and choosing? What are they using? We have a responsibility as teachers, a great responsibility to make sure we are teaching the absolute truth and we're not trying to work around feelings. And as students, we have a great responsibility to make sure we are getting taught the correct way. And we are also teaching ourselves. It's not my full responsibility to tell you everything you need to know. I'm giving you a sample. I'm wetting your appetite. Go home and eat. Consume. The Word of God is something you can eat just as much of. And you won't gain a pound. It won't make your blood sugar go up. It won't ruin your carb intake. But it will change your life. 